this is Kara Foster from First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ in Madisonville, Kentucky, and you're listening to our sermons podcast. And if you want to find out more information, you can connect with us at www.madisonvilledisciples.org or come in person at 1030 College Drive on Madisonville, Kentucky. Subscribe and enjoy these podcasts. So, while I was thinking about what I should give my sermon over this morning, I thought about the lessons I could absorb in my own life. And among all of those possible, the grace of Christ's mercy called out to me in particular. So, if you would read with me Matthew 9, 9-13, it called Matthew. Please join me in reading this scripture. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. To give some context, this call takes place right in the middle of a spree of miracles. For example, right before, Jesus had walked on water and healed the paralyzed man. And right after, he raised a dead girl, healed a sick woman, and then restored the sight of two blind men and one mute man. So this call story feels a little out of place chronologically. But to summarize the story, it begins with Jesus coming from the house where he healed the paralyzed man, which is also what my first sermon was about. And then he sees Matthew, a tax collector, sitting at his booth. And then Jesus calls to him and offers to eat with him. But not just him, but with several other tax collectors and sinners. People who would be deemed unfit to dine with a rabbi like Jesus. And when the Pharisees saw this, they questioned his disciples, asking why such a man like Jesus would eat with the dregs and shunned of society. And Jesus answered them in his ever simple yet confusing way, saying that they needed healing, not the healthy. And after this, he told them to learn what it meant when he said, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. To highlight why Matthew being a tax collector was such a big deal, tax collectors back in the year zero were often seen as evil and cruel people, and for good reason, too. Often, tax collectors would set the taxes irrationally high so that they could keep a small or large fortune for themselves. They could show up at your door and demand payment. And if you refused, they could have the soldiers and guards they brought with them kill you and take it regardless. Tax collectors were seen as treasonous snakes. And Matthew was certainly no exception to this, as he was a Jew who taxed his fellow Jews. It was more than likely that Matthew was seen as vile and traitorous to his own people. But to eat with such a man, many men like him, were seen as blasphemous. Eating was a holy act, after all. 
The priests and high of society ate with the other highs of society. And the chain goes down and down and down until you get to the scorn, to which the idea of eating with a rabbi was laughable. But Jesus broke those rules, calling everyone, regardless of who they are and what they've done, to eat with him. It didn't matter if they were bad, rich or poor, educated or not, Gentile or Jew, Jesus offered his mercy. In my own life, I have been blessed to witness this mercy at the Christian food bank run by Marcy Cox. A while ago, back in June, I spent a day volunteering there. And while I was there, I met a lot of interesting people. I learned the basics of managing, moving, and preparing food for people to take. But while I was there, Marcy had me take out food to some of the people who came. And the first man I took food out to, after I put it in his trunk, he took my hand and looked me in the eye and said, Bless you, brother. In total, the food bank must have helped over 50 people that day, and I will never forget that experience. How Marcy treated everyone like a friend, how we worked together to achieve something we alone could not, and how we applied ourselves to make the world a less hungry place. And when Marcy drove me home that day, she told me about the people she had met about how some of them had just came out of prison and had nowhere to go, or how some of them had a family dealing with drug addictions, or how some of them were just in a bad spot, or how some of them had to rely on the food bank to feed their families. Regardless of who they were, the food bank provided and helped everyone make the world a less hungry place. I gave my sincerest thanks to Marcy and everyone else who gives up their time, money, and energy to help everyone who sacrifices to show mercy to the world. On a more directly personal instance of when I was the one who was shown great mercy, this time, back in January, when I went on a ski trip with youth group, Cal, a sibling, gave me his wallet so I could grab some food. After I ordered, I went out skiing again, putting the wallet in my jacket pocket. After I messed around for a while on the slopes, I came back to the lodge. Cal asked me, hey man, where's my wallet? And I ever so confidently reached him to my jacket pocket to give it back. To my horror, it was not there. I had lost the wallet that Cal had trusted me to keep, which included his driver's card. After frantically searching for about a minute, Cal looked at me and told me, it's okay, let's just try to look for it. I went back outside to see if I could find it, dreading the possibility that I wouldn't, and I wouldn't. I came back to Cal completely and rightfully guilty, and Cal, who had more than every right to be angry and furious with me, reassured me. Cal told me we'd figure it out and it would be okay, and eventually Cal found it at the lost and found, and a great burden was lifted from my shoulders. But what amazes me is that Cal never wanted me to carry that burden anyway. He was obviously distressed over the loss of his wallet, and I was the one to blame for it. But Cal showed me mercy, gave me that which I did not deserve. Cal has laughed with me, cried with me, played with me, and done every other thing that siblings do with each other. The most empathetic person I know. Thank you. But mercy goes beyond the scope of what we see. Mercy is not simply the grand gestures of love and forgiveness, where it is so easy to seek retribution and anger. Mercy is in our love for each other as human beings. Mercy is our goodness. Mercy is this church growing community garden. 
Mercy is this church helping with tornado relief. Mercy is all of the hours we spend volunteering to change the world for the better. And mercy is the sacrifice of ourselves to make the world an ever beautiful place. But mercy is also a small, kind word to someone who needs it. Mercy is holding someone when they cry. Mercy is spending time with the people you love. Mercy is replacing a cruel word with a good one. Mercy is our love. Every day we see anger and unkindness, and often we are the ones who perpetuate this. But it is less common that we acknowledge the wonderful mercy of the world. For the world does spew hatred, but alas, it also emits love. I ask of you, the next time you are made to choose between retribution and mercy, choose mercy. Turn the other cheek, not because the other person may change, and not because it makes you feel better, but because simply it is good. Look around at this wonderful world in which we live and see that it can be so wonderful because we can choose mercy. So what does it mean when Jesus says, I desire mercy, not sacrifice? What does it mean to be ill and in need of a physician? While these topics remain controversial, we are not here to accuse others or to tell them what they deserve. We are called here to be merciful. We are called to be kind. We are called to have an open table, regardless of who comes to it. If you recall earlier in this sermon, this call to Matthew is a little out of place in the chronology of the Bible and placed in the middle of a spree of miracles. But Jesus' miracle here is not healing a blind man or walking on water. It is his far, far greater undeserved love. When faced with anger, whether it be justified or not, choose mercy. Invite the tax collectors and sinners to eat. Be good because it is good. It is through God's infinite mercy that he shows us an infinite sacrifice and an infinite love. In our journey as followers of Christ, we too are called to show Christ's mercy and love. Amen.